And welcome to Not, not For, for the, the Dinner Table! <laughs> the Prosecco is so excited that we're back. It's so excited. But it just exploded all over your face. Grab one in Lolly's towels. There we go. Oh, Lord. That was unexpected. <laughs> unexpected and enjoyable. One. Oh, lovely. Right, while you sort that out, yeah, just welcome clean back. It out. Oh, I've got a bit on your coat. And welcome new listeners to the realm of sugar balls. High strangeness and thankfulness to the Norse gods. Thanks, Odin. We are a podcast covering all things that we find strange and interesting, weird and wonderful. Going from mythical legend and crazy conspiracies, from hauntings and ghost stories to aliens and cryptids. I'm David. And I'm Sophie. And welcome back to Not for the Dinner Table. Cheers. We're still friends then. We're still friends, <laughs> even after all this time. After all this time. Ah, oh, yes, we are. We've had a short, well, quite a long break now. <laughs> yes. A very long time. Yes. But that is because I lost my daddy. Yes, oh. unfortunately so. So yeah. we're going to do a little cheers tonight. Yeah, so he was part of the podcast. Cheers. I didn't lose him down the sofa, he died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> yeah sorry yeah that just to clarify <laughs> i lost him he's not he's not missing oh i wish he was missing uh, well oh, so yes so that's why we've had a yes. pretty rough 18 months yeah, and we have. so it's been very up and down and yeah. we're back recording yes. which is lovely yeah so, absolutely yeah and we have a lot of exciting things <clears throat> planned so many exciting which things which we can't wait to share with people cannot wait we have well i suppose that if you're listening to this podcast and you've checked it on your podcatcher of choice you'll have seen our fantastic new logo mm. oh yes combines the Fabulous. old logo with cartoon versions of ourselves so good and our new guests yeah. around the dinner table our new little creepy friends absolutely oh, so, so we great. will be posting that everywhere and yeah thank you for james who created that for us <coughs> and we'll give Thanks, him james. more of a shout out at the end of the show cheers james thank you so, what have you been up to? Well... Apart from all the stuff that you just mentioned. <laughs> Sorry, did I just spit on you? <laughs> Sorry. It's been, it's been a time. It's been a time. Um, yeah, it's, it's just been a bit of shit, really. Yeah. And now we're battering but down, we're, battening down oh, the yes. hatches, aren't we? What's it called? Eugene. Eustace. Eustace. 
Eugene. I think it's Eugene. Storm. Storm. The storm is coming yeah, anyway. Not just some random person. Yeah. <laughs> to your house. No. Eugene's coming shit, not again. Not again. You just take my shirt off and <coughs> You buy the radiator. That's it. Well, yeah, so, yeah, we had to uh, weatherproof the garden today. We haven't weatherproofed our garden, well, but we were thinking if one of the trees comes down and accidentally smashes into the conservatory. No bad thing. Insurance, insurance will pay job. for the new conservatory. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, has Matt been out there like sawing a little bit of trees <laughs> down today? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. 100% no. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to? Oh, just so many things. So many things. <laughs> Tell me about them. <laughs> not a lot, to be honest. We've just been very busy with the house yeah. and work has been gross so it's been a real joy yeah. to start planning podcasting yeah. with you again and researching this episode yes. and just coming coming up here with some brand new kit yeah it's lovely some brand new people <clears throat> we'll got... talk about later oh yeah oh, was... are we going to talk about it later yeah I think okay. so alright then and um, yeah, so it's just been nice. It's been a busy time. It has. I said to you tonight, it's like getting into a warm bath, which you were absolutely disgusted about. I hate baths. I know. I hate them. That would be my worst nightmare. I wouldn't want to do this podcast again if it was like getting into a warm bath. No. Well, for me, it was like getting into a warm bath, <laughs> nice and cosy and just lush. For you, not so much. No, it was like seeing a nice friend. Me! <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, <laughs> and your silence. Awkward. Awkward. Yeah. Well, um, should I tell you a story about baths and showers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Ernie hates having any kind of like bath or shower or anything until I told him Uncle Dave's favourite thing to do is have a shower. Oh, it is. Now he wants to shower every night. It's like, should we have a shower now, ma'am? I'm like, no, not tonight. At the moment, yes, he is drawing little moustache on himself all the time. You know, <laughs> my golden golden one. That's new. <laughs> oh yes, you've got a new moustache. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. Moustache or moustache? Um, moustache. Pardon? <laughs> I feel like you combined the words there. Moustache. 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 <clears throat> okay. Now I feel like I'm moustache. saying it wrong. Moustache. Moustache or moustache? Moustache. <laughs> okay. How do right. you say moustache? Let us know, listeners. <laughs> we'll put a poll up. How do mm. you say moustache? Moustache? Moustache. Or moustache? Moustache. Moustache. I don't say moustache or moustache. <clears throat> I say moustache. <laughs> okay. Let's stop this madness. Sorry. Well, listeners... We are back, and our first episode mm -hmm. back, which mm -hmm. technically is episode 72. We're not saying that this is season two, episode one, or anything no. like that. No. Just going to carry on. Like that. What we're talking about, Safe? Cryptids. Yes, indeed. We have chosen a cryptid each that we're yep. going to talk about. But we have. Safe. Yeah. Have you got any news? Yes. Are you ready to do the jingle after all yeah, this time? If you I can remember, remember it. Yeah. Do you need the signal? 
No news, it's good news, but some news might be nice news. Not for the dinner table. News! Oh, that was nice. It's like a warm bath. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to go first with your news or me? I've got two bits of news. I've got one. So why don't you go first with one? Should we do a Sophie's news sandwich? Sophie's sandwich. Yes. Let's do it. So both of my pieces of news come from um, mother of the show, Jen. Oh, well done, Jen. Um, so first bit of news is in Gloucestershire Live Safe, <gasps> reported on the 8th of February 2022, terrified right. woman flees to safety after spotting big cat, big, big cat at South Cerny Lake. No. Yeah. A terrified woman who has remained anonymous oh, I bet ran she for her life <gasps> seeking safety in a nearby house after an encounter with a panther-like big cat at the South Cerny Lakes. Wow! In a report to police, the woman said the black beast was massive and did not look like a dog when she saw it near Wildmore Way Lane and Cherry Lake. I'm glad it didn't look like a dog. <laughs> She's being specific. <laughs> Very specific. She ran away from the animal to seek sanctuary at a nearby house before returning home to alert the police to the sighting. And this is the bit I love. She's like, right, I've calmed down now. Now it's time to ring the police. Okay, yeah. She told police she didn't know if she had overthought the whole thing, but was very scared at the time. And I quote, legged it in the opposite way and (laughs) someone let her into a house so she could calm down for a couple of minutes. Aww. Oh, God. This, however, yeah. is just one of more, one more in a string of sightings in the Gloucestershire area since autumn 2021. We've had a couple, haven't we? Yes. Yeah. Quite a few in the forest as well. Yeah. So, are there some big cats on the loose? We'll keep you posted in what I'm calling Big Cat Corner. Oh, yes. Big Cat Corner. Yes. Yes. I love it. That's my first bit of news. my bit of news there's gonna never be another big cat corner again never ever no one's ever gonna see one again now episode 102 will be the next (laughs) big Big cat Cat corner Corner. is back (laughs) (laughs) so in coventry live dave Mm. yeah right is this yours is this Mm -hmm. your other news okay this is it it's old news but it's quite good. I've only just discovered the news. On the 15th of November 2021, it was reported Bigfoot Hunter claims Yeti is 30 miles from Coventry after footprints and claw marks are found. How did yes. it get there? I don't know. Obviously, took a jet plane and decided, just want to go and see Coventry. I mean, who wouldn't? A lot of people, maybe. I don't know. I think if I were a Yeti coming to the UK for the first time, Coventry Mm. wouldn't be sort of up there, but... Mm. Well, it's Cannock Chase, which is like a big area of outstanding beauty. So, you know, I'd like to go there. Yeah. We could go Yeti hunting there. We could. Yeah. Let us go and find the Yeti. Let us go and do it. A Yeti hunter claimed he has proof the giant beast is living among us just 30 miles from Coventry. Lee Brickley, 33, has dedicated more than a decade to finding the ape-like beast. In the UK? <clears throat> yeah. Just been searching in it the UK. for it in the UK for 10 years. He's got a couple of books, actually, about Canic Chase because it's quite a... 
I feel like we've, we've talked about upon chase. Canic Chase, the black eyed children. Yes. And also there's a lot of UFOE stuff that goes on there too. And there is a theory that Bigfoot is a UFO. He is like an alien. He's a UFO. So like <laughs> people have reported yeah. sightings of UFOs yeah. and then sightings Ooh. of Bigfoot in the same area around the same time. So there is a conspiracy theory or just a theory that yeah. I think we should touch on at some point that Bigfoot is indeed an alien. Right. Let's do that. Mm. That's Noted. pretty much it. We've covered it. Okay. <laughs> <coughs> Lee said he has spotted giant footprints and claw marks in Cannock Chase, Staffordshire, and is convinced it's come from Bigfoot. Oh my gosh. The footprint measures a whopping 41 centimetres from toe to heel, nearly twice the size of a man's size eight. It's not that big. For a Yeti? Well, no, for a Yeti, I'm... No, probably not. I mean, no. you'd want a size 15, 16 for a Yeti. Come on. It's, got, it's twice the size it's of a It's literally the cousin of Bigfoot. 15. It was called Bigfoot. Big size foot. 8. That's not a Yeti. No, twice the size <gasps> what of a size a pygmy 8. Yeti? A little baby Yeti. A pygmy Yeti. Like Aww. a pygmy hippo. Cute. I'm definitely hunting <clears throat> for that bitch. There have been sightings of a Yeti-like creature around Cannock Chase in Staffordshire dating back to the 1800s. What? I know. I know. How do we not know this? Lee has heard of 12 reported Yeti sightings in the UK. Who's and Lee? Even, he's the guy that's oh, the sorry. Yeti hunter. He's even camped in the woods and hopes to discover the creature. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. We'll need more on that as well, it develops. I think, well, that was 2021. I don't think much has developed since then. No, well, we've still, you know, we're still, you know, in a pandemic. Yeah. And all that jazz. I wonder what's happened to all the cryptids during the pandemic. Well, I think there's been lots more sightings of them. Yeah. Because people have been outside more. And, you know, like when we first went into the pandemic and... Obviously, there was a lot less cars on the roads, things like that. And people saying that nature was coming back into the towns, like in the States and things, with alligators roaming around and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Nessie will come out of Loch Ness and <laughs> Bigfoot yes. will come out of Canic Chase. Yes. You know, you never know. Who knows? Who knows? Don't. Watch this space. Watch this space. Not this space. Don't watch <laughs> this space. Watch the, listen to this space. Oh, listen. With your ears. Mm-hmm. Blasting. We'll be blasting into them. <laughs> so yeah. my second bit of news. Are you ready? I am ready. Reported in the Daily Star mm. on the 30th of January 2022. So, yeah. you know, take this one with a pinch of salt. Yep. Fleeing fisherman chased by huge sea creature with glowing eyes. No. In terrifying footage. No. Yes. A video has captured a strange moment where a glowing-eyed sea beast, sea beast, otherwise known as a seal, in my opinion, oh, okay, yeah, chases a fisherman as he tries to flee in his speedboat at full throttle. Mm. The footage was caught off the coast of Rio Grande do Sul, Brazil's mm. most southern state. The fisherman captioned the clip, "Wanted to attack me." Oh. 
The sea creature, according to the reporter, appears to be a long, dark beast with glowing eyes as it chases after him. It can be seen in the video diving in and out of the water around ten times. Oh. Like a seal. Like a seal. Maybe he just wanted you to fuck off and stop fishing around where he was fishing. But if he's got a catch on his boat, of course a seal or a sea lion is going to chase him. He'd be like, give us some fish. Give us a fish. Chuck us us a fish, mate. Chuck us a fish, love. And if you're in the dark, like, you know, when I go up into the woods Mm. in the morning when it's dark. Yeah. And I've got my head torch on. Yeah. All of the eyes of the deers glow. Oh, yeah. And it freaks me out. Yeah. Especially after watching that bloody Midnight Mass programme. Love that. But I know it's not a beast. It's just a deer. And this is not a sea demon. It's just a seal or a sea lion at the most. A sea beast. Yes. So I've debunked that. Okay, well done. You're welcome. That's it. That was quite quick. Well done. But that's how. Oh, it's nice to do some news. I love a bit of news. Oh, love a bit of news. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Who's going first? I don't Should know. Should I go first? Because oh, I suppose on, the then. last episode was story time with Safe, wasn't it? <clears throat> it was, I took up the whole episode. As you should. Yeah. You deserved it. Totally devoted to me. <laughs> it's had loads of listens. Yeah. They don't need me in this anymore. Well, go fuck yourself. going to be a solo show by the <laughs> end of the year. Just me. No, I wouldn't like that. Safe's dinner table. Not for the dinner table. He's not welcome. Dave. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> every time <laughs> right then lovely so. come on tell me let me just wet my whistle okay wet that whistle and tell me all about your cryptid it's a return to not for the dinner table oh and we're starting off with one of our favorite topics yeah cryptids yes and to celebrate our return i wanted to cover one of my favorite cryptids Listeners, you may know the story of this cryptid I'm going to cover, but to that, I say sugar balls. (laughs) So get ready, as I'm talking about the Point Pleasant Mothman. Oh, yes. Interesting fact before we get started. Right, come on. The Mothman of Point Pleasant, which is found in West Virginia. Yeah. West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home. Has had its fair share (laughs) of strange and often inexplainable events. Particularly of note, the visitation of the Flatwoods monster that we covered in episode 69 of this podcast. Well done. Nice link. Yeah. Anywho, the story. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you comfortable? I am comfortable. Feel free to chime in, ask questions, give a view at any point. You'll regret that. (laughs) Sophie. Mm -hmm. The story of the moth... Sophie and listeners. Yes. The story of the Mothman is said to start on November 15th, 1966, when two young couples told the police that they saw a strange creature whilst driving. However, later reports claim that this wasn't the first sighting of the winged cryptid. Several days earlier, on November 12th, in Clendenin, West Virginia, a group of gravediggers working in a cemetery spotted something strange. 
<gasps> they glanced up from their work as something huge soared over their heads. It was a massive figure that was moving rapidly from tree to tree. Oh, God. The gravediggers would later describe the figure as a brown human being, and it is thought that this is the first sighting of the Mothman. Hmm. But the story properly starts on the 15th, when Roger and Linda Scarberry, together with their friends Steve and Mary Millette, were driving in Roger's black 57 Chevy Bel Air, travelling along a road on the outskirts of Point Pleasant, near the TNT area, a, muni- a munitions plant from World War II. Oh, yes. It's got the makings of, like, I mean, a great... A great horror Stranger movie. Things, yeah. It's that sort of vibe. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for it. Give me more. Around midnight. <laughs> Around midnight. Are you okay? Yeah, I just had literally uh, Britney Spears. I know, of me. <laughs> she took over my body. <laughs> as she does quite often. Uh, Around midnight, whilst driving, they saw what they later told police was a large grey creature whose eyes glowed red when it picked up the headlights. Roger stalled the car in the road for a minute and the four were able to get a good look at the creature. It was then that they realised that the creature was not an ordinary bird. They described the creature as a large flying man with 10-foot wings. No. After the initial encounter, the Mothman followed the car, pursuing them down the highway to Point Pleasant City limits at speeds exceeding 100 miles per hour. Oh my God. I mean, you would just absolutely shit your pants, wouldn't you? Like, it's dark, it's the 60s, Yeah. the lights on your car aren't great, No. there's going to be no, like, lights, lights on the road out yeah. there, and you've got this beast sort of chasing you. Chasing you, you down the road. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Uh, so, the four <laughs> arrived in town, startled and confused, and with no sign of the mysterious bird-like creature that had chased them. Roger parked his car at the edge of town and they discussed their encounter, eventually deciding that what they had seen was nothing more than an unknown species of bird. Oh. And in in an attempt to face their fears... No. What did they do? No, they didn't. They went back. They went back... No. ...to the TNT area. They disobeyed every instinct every movie trope it's like it's the 60s it's so like they scream. probably didn't have horror films in the 60s they must have had horror films of course in the 60s. they did course the blob there's <laughs> <laughs> like killer ant things yeah so they journeyed back to the munitions area and it wasn't long before they saw the creature again Apparently, waiting for them no. beside Route 62. Why, why, why would you go back? You just would... But I'm not being funny. We've been on a lot of, like, nighttime excursions yes. in the wilderness. Yes. I think if you and me saw something and yeah. then ran away, we would convince each other to go back. Mm, yeah, maybe. We would. Yeah, we probably would. We would be like, we need to go and see what that yeah. is. And then when we died and came back as ghost people, we'd be like, for fuck's sake. (laughs) Every time on the podcast, we were like, those stupid bastards. And we've just done exactly the same. Oh, well. Let's go get a ghost gin. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it wasn't... uh, So 
The couples now realised that their stalker was not a bird, but in the instant that the car's headlights landed on the creature, it lifted vertically into the air with tremendous speed and disappeared above the tree line. Mm-hmm. This time, when they arrived back in town, they went to Mason County Courthouse and told their story to Sheriff George Johnson and Deputy Miller Holstead. Two hours later, city police began investigating the area, only to return empty-handed. The next day, a press conference was held and the local press began printing on the story, causing others to come forward with previous and future sightings of the Mothman. Ooh. This was the major event that started it all. In the November 16th issue of Point Pleasant Register, the strange encounter would be brought to the public eye with the headline, Couples See Man-Sized Bird Creature Something. Oh. Yeah. I love it. The strange encounter in the TNT area was a harrowing experience for everyone involved. And on the morning of November 16th, the day after, Mm. Linda Scarberry was rushed to hospital by her father after experiencing a nervous breakdown. I'm not surprised. I know. I'm not surprised. On the phenomenon, Roger Scarberry stated, I'm a hard guy to scare, but last night I was forgetting out of there. Oh, yeah. Get out of there, Rog. During the next few days, other people supported similar sightings. Two firemen who saw it said it was a large bird with red eyes. Police put the sightings down to a large heron, termed Mm. a shite poke. (laughs) I think that's how you pronounce it. S-H-I-T-E-P-O-K-E. Shite poke. (laughs) Shite poke. It's not a mothman. It's a shite poke. I mean, come on. It's a shite poke. Why isn't that a cryptid? (laughs) It needs to be, because it's a real thing. Oh. A shite poke. (laughs) (laughs) A biologist, Robert L. Smith, described sightings to be that of a sandhill crane, which would have been possible if the crane had wandered from its usual migration route. Oh. The sightings didn't stop there, and over the next 13 months, there was an estimated 100 sightings of the creature within the Point Pleasant area. Though many of those reports are unidentifiable, the sightings are therefore likely less than 100. Mm. Strangely, it was also reported that individuals who sighted the Mothman, Mothman were then harassed by men in black. Oh. Who attempted to silence the individuals from speaking about their encounters. Oh, my. Yeah. So we've touched on the men in black in many episodes. Yeah. But the next stage of this cryptid and its legend is strange when you sort of read about it. But it's how the Mothman became known as the harbinger of disaster. Mm. So, following all of these sightings of Mothman, on December 15th, 1967, just over a year after the first sighting, our story moves to Silverbridge in Point Pleasant. Originally built in 1928, the bridge connected Point Pleasant in West Virginia to Galley... Oh, I knew it. I practiced this word. Oh. To Galliopolis... Ohio. That's probably wrong, so I'm sorry, Galliopolis, Ohio. (laughs) On the 15th, the bridge was packed with cars, which placed the bridge under great stress. 
The bridge was built in a time where cars weighed a lot less and according to reports, now the engineers hadn't been imaginative or cautious when creating the bridge's structure. Oh no. So basically, if one part of the bridge failed, it would all, all it. fail. Yeah. And on that December day, that's exactly what happened. Oh no. Without warning, a single eye bar near the top of the bridge on the Ohio side cracked. The chain snapped and the bridge, its careful e- equilibrium disturbed, fell to pieces, plunging cars and pedestrians into the icy waters of the Ohio River below. Oh my God, that's horrendous. Yes. The disaster caused the death of 46 people who either drowned or were crushed by the bridge. Oh no. What was strange was that following the Mothman sightings and the bridge collapse, people started to draw connections between the two and that the Mothman was in fact a harbinger of disaster. And in 1975, author John Keel conflated the Mothman sightings and the bridge disaster whilst creating his book, The Mothman Prophecies, mm-hmm. which would later be turn in, turned into the, or would later be the inspiration for the 2002 film of the same name, starring Richard Gere. <coughs> Have you seen that? And, uh, yeah. I need to watch that. I've never seen it. That freaked me the absolute fuck out. Like, there's, like, a really scary phone call scene. Yeah. And I'm just not about that life. Okay. I'm going to watch that next Mm. time Andy's away. No. However, (laughs) Mothman's title of the Harbinger of Disaster Mm. has been further strengthened throughout the years. Sighting of Mothman, Mothmen, or Moth People, because there could also be Moth Women. Oh, good. I mean, I hope there are. Maybe they're harbingers, harbingers of joy. <laughs> the women are harbingers of joy. The moth women, they are the life and soul of the party. They're the party animal. Yes. Yeah. They're too busy having fun at the club. To be like predicting shit that's going to go down. Exactly. They're like, nah, can't be bothered with that. The so sightings of mothman, mothmen or moth people. Probably too been... busy looking after the moth babies. <laughs> to be like predicting anything where are you going don't be causing disaster again come back here come and look after these look moth after babies moth baby my baba <laughs> <laughs> so sightings of moth people have yes. been reported at the following places prior to disaster right Freiburg Germany Mm. A mothman was sighted at a mine in the area and scared miners away shortly before collapse. Oh, good mothman! Yeah. Multiple sightings were reported of a mothman creature at the Chernobyl nuclear plant, Mm. with some claiming that the creature haunted the facility for a long period of time prior to the nuclear meltdown. Oh, uh, sorry. Can I just interject with something about Chernobyl that I learnt a couple of weeks ago? Yes. In the cooling tanks, mm. there are now gigantic catfish. Are there? Gigantic. Yeah. And they live there. And what did I learn today that I text you? <laughs> that, uh, booby, no, not booby. What is it? Booby. That booby trap spelt backwards oh, yeah, is party it. boob. Party boob. <laughs> That's great. Great learning. Lifelong learning. Mm -hmm. We're a learning show, people. Yeah. Learn with us. 
finally, there are two yeah. Mothmen pictures taken in New York mm. on September no. the 11th. Prior to the terrorist attacks. No. And I've got one of those. Show me. I mean... <gasps> no. I mean... No. It could be just a sea- a really large yes. seagull, but I mean, look at it in the... <laughs> really large? How fucking big is that seagull? <laughs> if that's really large. It's fucking gigantic. Yeah. And it's got legs. Yeah. That's weird. That is weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, don't like that. So, today, because of the Mothman's legend and infamy, there is now an annual Mothman festival, which commemorates the visits of the cryptid. Yes. And it is start. it started in 2002 yeah. and is held on the third weekend of every September in downtown Point Pleasant, located yeah. next to the Mothman Museum and Mothman statue. Yeah, I've seen photographs of that festival. Yeah. Yeah. So, we should go. Yeah. It's on our list. There's also been a few recent sightings of Mothman. No, which I'm gonna not finish, here. Finish not with. for Storm Eugene. <laughs> so Mothman sightings have declined since the 1960s, but every so often new sightings emerge. In 2016, a man who was driving along State Route 2 saw something jump from tree to tree. Parking up, he took some pictures. The man declined an on-camera interview, but was adamant the pictures had not been doctored. He said he recently moved to Point Pleasant for work and didn't even know about the legend. Of course you didn't. In the pictures, the creature appears to have wings with pointed tips and long legs Mm. bent at an awkward angle. Oh. But it also gives, like, again, Midnight Mass vibes. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say to you right at the beginning. Midnight Mass, that creature in Midnight Mass... Is very Mothman. Very Mothman. he's got the glowy eyes. Really fucking scary. I... Yeah really creepy that was a great show it's one of those shows that you watch it and you think oh it's alright and then when you think back on it you think it's fucking awesome yeah it was so good yeah I love a show that stays with you yeah like every episode of this podcast (laughs) (laughs) I implore you listeners to watch Midnight Mass yes why did it not get the credit it deserved I think it did Uh, I don't think it did no well, but that's the problem fair, with streaming me, services, and I think I don't really know about what recognition things get because I don't read they anything. Have to, they have to get major recognition for you I to mean, know about it. I mean, it needs to it. be major. It needs to yeah. be like Squid Game level recognition for you to know about Well, I about didn't it. really know about that until like way after it was out. And then I was like, oh, I need to watch that because everyone's frigging talking about it. Even freaking Ernest was talking about it. He plays traffic light at school and he's like, Squid Game Mum. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you, Ernest. So. Yeah, sorry. Don't you're press. welcome. A wide range of Mothman sightings have also been reported in Chicago, um, coining the term the Chicago Mothman. Oh, no. Sightings in Chicago spanned from 2011 to 2017 when they mm. peaked. One particular sighting happened during the solar eclipse on August the 21st, 2017, reported on the Phantoms and Monsters website as follows. We were watching and observing as the moon began its transit when we heard a very loud scream. This sounded like squeaky truck brakes that squeal when you're pressing hard on them. 
Oh. At first, we thought that's what it was. Maybe a CTA bus or a big truck with brakes that needed changing or maintenance. We heard it again. This time, it lasted about three seconds, whereas the previous sound was brief. I looked up to see a large object flying low over the docks that stick out into Burnham Harbour from across the water. This object looked like a large black bat, but also had humanoid features such as pronounced arms and legs. (gasps) So... I just... Sorry, you carry on. Could the Chicago Mothman be a descendant or subspecies of the Point Pleasant original? Who knows? I think so. I'm there. So do you think that Mothman is real? Um, yes. Yeah. I think all cryptids are real, Dave. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I bloody love cryptids! Me too! Me too. Do you think the Mothman is real? I don't know. I love the Mothman. I love the Mothman. Don't get me wrong. Love the idea of the Mothman. Yeah. I do. And I like and the idea that like, they're like a harbinger of disaster. Bed. No, see, because you can't say stuff like that because it immediately <laughs> makes me think again of the bloody Mothman prophecies. Oh, no. Oh, God. Okay, he's not going to visit you. No. But when that wind is picking up around your window... Is it wind or is it the when beat? That tree is comes it through my window. Is it the man's wings? Indeed. Like that. Flap, flap. Flap, flap, flap. Flap, So whether the Mothman is real or not is to be debated, although not at this dinner table. Well. But what is for sure is that it has solidified its place as one of the most famous cryptids in the land of all time that's it well cheers to you dave mm. that was fabulous thanks are we going we're going right he's white and furry and I envisage him with a blue face, hands and feet. Well, Ernest has a toy just like that of him. But who am I talking about, Dave? Um. <laughs> um can I have some options? The Yeti. Yes, of course. It's the Yeti. I love How it. How do you envisage him? Um, so I envisage him uh, big. Yeah. Burly. Yeah. <laughs> covered in a lot of hair. Yeah. Possibly light brown to yeah. white. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily with a blue face, but mm. I get why. Mm. Cold? I don't think he's chilly. No, well, he wouldn't be. It's like literally because Ernest they. has a little toy. We're they. assuming gender. I'll find it. We'll take a We've assumed it. so much gender on this cryptid episode. I know. Aren't we awful? Oh, sorry, non-binary pals. Yeah. Thoughts about that. Well, so what does he look like, Dave? Most people say the Yeti is muscular. Mm. Tick in your box. Covered with dark greyish or reddish brown I'm not, not going to fall in hair. love with the Yeti. <laughs> thank you, please. I mean, this is tick like... Tick in your box. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> in my cryptid box. Is it going to replace centaurs? No. Uh, <laughs> never. 
Have you watched Centaur World yet? No. You need to. I know. It's finding the time. Right, listen to me. <laughs> Covered with dark greyish or reddish brown hair, weighing between 200 and 400 pounds. Wow. Mm. Relatively short compared to North America's Bigfoot, only averaging about six foot high. Oh, wow. So like my height. Yeah. Yetis come in a variety of shapes. And don't it's all, we all kind don't we exactly don't we all but they are kind of bunked in with Bigfoot and Sasquatch kind mm. of territory in the cryptid world. Yeah. So I thought we'd single them out and talk about them. Where are they found, Dave? I don't know. Oh, I think I do know. Oh go on then. Because are they in the Himalayas? Yes! Thank you, Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. <laughs> Worst mummy film in the franchise, but I know where Yetis are from. In the mountains of Asia, sometimes leaves tracks in the snow, but is also sit, said to live below the Himalayan snow line. Oh. Mm. Alexander the Great once demanded to see a Yeti when he conquered the Indus Valley in 326 BC, but... According to National Geographic, local people told him they were unable to present one because the creatures could not survive at that low an altitude. Wow. I know. I know. That, is, that is mega wow. Mega wise. <laughs> like, I am mega wowed right now. This, I mean, my whole research is... Is Quite mega why. The end is mega wow. <laughs> I mean, you're going to mega why your face off to that. I don't even know how you're going to mega mega why that. I'm going to hyper wow. It's you're going to hyper hyperventilate wow. <laughs> so the legend of the the yeti originally comes from a Sherpa belief. Before the yeti made its appearance in memoirs and travel logs of British officers and journalists. It's well known, it was a well-known figure in myths, folklore and folk tales of several communities living in the Himalayas. Long ago, there was a beast in our mountains known to our forefathers as Thalong Mung, meaning in our language, mountain savage. Oh, yeah. Savage. Savage. Fushy, it's <laughs> nasty, ratchet. It's I'm a yeti, you it. can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> its cunning and ferocity were so great as to be a match for anyone who encountered it. It could always outwit our leperture hunters with their bows and arrows. Oh. The Thelong Mung was said to live alone or with a very few of its kind, and it went sometimes on the ground and sometimes into the trees. It was only found in the higher mountains of our country. Although it was made very like a man, it was covered with long, dark hair and was more intelligent than a monkey, as well as being much larger. Mm. The people became more in number and the forests and wild country less and the Thelong Mung disappeared. May, but, but many people say they are still to be found in the mountains of Nepal. 
The people. Where the Sherpa people call them Yeti. Oh, okay. Right? So they used to be called the Longmong. The La Mung. The La Mung. The La Mung. Oh. That's what uh, the Sherpa people used to call them. A website called Earth Stories explained why the Tibetans are so taken with the story of the Yeti. Rumours about Yeti mummies being preserved in the remote Tibetan monasteries have been circulating for centuries. Wow. Lama Lopen, who escaped to India with the Dalai Lama after the Chinese occupation of Tibet, claims to have come across a shriveled but relatively well-preserved body of a giant ape in the secret catacombs of the Sakya monasteries near Shagasti in western Tibet. Wow! Yeah. Scrolls in the monasteries place them between animals and humans. According to Sherpa legend, they are the children of a Tibetan girl and a large ape, which could be a reason why they they are believed to exist between the human and animal worlds. Oh... Tibetans consider themselves to be descendants of Chiran Zig, the Buddha of compassion, and his incarnation as the monkey god. Oh, yes. It is believed that the god married a demon, and out of this union came six children with long hair and tails. Slowly, their hair and tails disappeared due to the blessed grains they were fed. Right. Some of the children inherited their father's qualities and some their mother's right so they're like some of them some of the six were like humans and some of them were were apes beast like beast morphs morphed into the two animorphs yeah loved animorphs (laughs) wish i was an animorph in more recent times the yeti has become something to fear a tale to keep children in their beds at night and to stop them wandering too far. The following is a folk story in villages of the Everest region, both on the southern frontiers of Tibet and among the Sherpas of Nepal. According to a story, a yeti once attacked a Sherpa village girl while she was grazing her yaks in 1974. Wow. The villagers found several yaks killed with broken necks. The villagers believed the story told by the girl that an ape-like creature had twisted the necks of the yaks by grabbing its horns. Oh, my God. So, like, Yeah. You know. (coughs) (laughs) You know. You know. That old chestnut. So, that's the old legends of... The Yeti. The Yeti. According to Tibetan and Sherpa legend. Love it. So... Evidence of the Yeti comes from sightings and reports. Like Bigfoot and Nessie, there's a lack of hard proof of the Yeti's existence. But Dave, what's a good cryptid unless it's a little camera shy? Exactly. Exactly. If it's, too, if it's you know, camera happy, it's not a cryptid, is it? It's like just... It's a duck. It's a duck. Or a deer. You know, like yeah. when we're like, oh, it's a deer! Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or it's just some, you know, attention whore on a David Attenborough programme. <laughs> oh, look at me, I'm a lion. 
<laughs> lion, attention whoring lion. Yeah. What a bitch. <laughs> right. So, let's take a look at some of that evidence, shall we? <laughs> In 1951, a British explorer named Eric Shipton, looking for an alternative route up Mount Everest, found a footprint that appeared to be hominoids. This is the footprint, Dave. Oh, wow. Yeah. Massive. So he took a picture and the mystery of the Yeti cast a spell over the world. Yes. The photograph was taken on the Menlung Glacier west of Mount Everest on the Nepal-Tibet border. Shipton was one of the most highly respected Everest explorers. So if he brings the print back... People believed it. People believed it, Dave. Mm. They were like, there's no question about it. He's not going to make this up. He's not making that shit up. He's a absolute respected explorer it's real so it'd be like if bear grills yeah a bigfoot footprint yeah i wouldn't believe him i think bear grills is probably because he doesn't do all the stuff does he Did you no know it's that? a bit lackluster isn't Tends he to sleeping dead camels but actually goes to hotels <gasps> allegedly <gasps> Allegedly. Poor old bear. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. What about that man that used to do tribe? He was great. Who do you know who I would believe? Who? Steve Bagshaw. Oh, yeah. he bought a footprint back, I'd stop looking what at about his arms. David Attenborough? Seconds. Oh, God. David Attenborough. Yeah. Abs- I mean... He's like the god of nature. He is the god of nature. Yeah. 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 If he believes it. So just those two people. He's got to believe it before he can see it, Mr. Dempsey. (laughs) That's what David would say. He would. I need a little Scottish girl to tell me to believe it. (laughs) You've got to believe it, Mr. Dempsey. (laughs) Right. So we're back to the picture. Sorry. The snow was hard, so the photo looks like plaster cast Mm. right yeah the main feature was that the prints looked like a human footprint but with a thumb i don't know why i've written that because humans have thumbs but they don't have thumbs on their feet oh yes that's right (laughs) (laughs) yes that's right (laughs) (laughs) so it's a bit like a primate, but with human extensions to it. You know what I mean? Giving us... Do you know what you I mean? I do. Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> I'm a twat. <laughs> it's 13 inches long. Is that... Bigger than a size eight. I hope so. <laughs> Otherwise, well, but then going back to the look just... of the Yeti. Well, yeah, I bet you have. Go into a dirty place. <laughs> you go into a dirty place, mm-hmm. aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Well, Sorry. so. <laughs> but going back to the description of the Yeti. Yeah. Yetis are 
like short squat like you know six foot ish with a 13 inch long foot mm. that's big isn't it that is big it's big so it gives us a king kong type of image yeah it sent the media into a spin and instead of being folklore it became media sensation <laughs> An article in the Daily Mail in 1954 about Shipton's photograph was when Yeti fever really took off, though the name for Yeti was given as the... What's the other name for the Yeti? Do you remember? Abominable Slayman. Slayman? (laughs) The abominable... I can't even say it. Abominable Snowman. The abominable... Abominable... The American oil man, Tom Slick, I mean, that's great also, isn't it? An oil man called Tom Slick mounted several expeditions. One of them had 500 porters and they spent six months in the field and they took bloodhounds to track the scent, but to no avail. They didn't find it. Poor bloodhounds as well. It'd been really cold for them. I know. Poor old things. Edmund Hillary, the first man to scale Mount Everest. Yeah. He had been a believer, but he said, we shouldn't just go yeti searching. We should study how people live at high altitude. Mm -hmm. So he built a house at 19,000 feet. Wow. And did experiments on how humans acclimatised. So he was the first one who made the distinction between Sherpa belief in the Yeti and the Yeti as a mysterious humanoid. Ah, uh, so okay. he was like, right, we need to go he in was like, come on. look at the habitat. Yeah. He was like David Attenborough the shit out Yeah, it. he was doing some naturist stuff. Yes. Yes. Not naked. Naturalist. <laughs> Which one's naked? Which one's the naked stuff? Naturalist is naked. Naturist yeah, Naturist stuff. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so since then, there have been many sightings over the years, but I wanted to take a look for some more recent stories of our fluffy friend. Oh, yeah. Okay. So in 2010, hunters in China caught a strange animal they claimed was a yeti. This mysterious, hairless, four-legged animal was initially described as having the features resembling a bear, but was finally identified as a civet, a small cat-like animal that had lost its hair from a disease. And then I've written, I'm not convinced by this one. Firstly, no thank you to hunting. And secondly, Mm -hmm. I feel that the yeti is enormous, or at least man-sized, so, how yeah. can you think something that's the size of a cat is a yeti, unless it's a baby yeti? Yeah. So, no thank you, Chinese hunters. You are out. <laughs> Discounted. Yeah. No <clears throat> more Chinese and hunting yetis. Yeah, no more. Say no more <laughs> hunting. You may remember this one, Dave, as it definitely rang memory bells for me. In 2019... An Indian army 
team undergoing a high-altitude acclimatization course in the upper reaches of the Himalayas reportedly came across and photographed very large footprints in the snow that they said were made by the legendary Yeti. I really hope that when (laughs) people do make sightings like this, they do always preface Yeti with legendary. Legendary. This is the legendary Yeti, not just the Yeti. The Yeti. It needs to be. Yeah. The army was set to share their photographic findings with experts on their return. With the Akahand-based Wildlife Institute of India, the WII. Not to be confused with the WI. (laughs) Not to be confused with them. Get your website, make some cakes. You know what happened? (laughs) Sorry. All right. No more. Uh, Do you know what happened though, Dave? What always happens? We're missing. Things went missing. They didn't receive any communication, nor evidence of the footprints from the army. Mm. Senior officials from the Institute, including a senior scientist who didn't want to be identified, said that the army has not shared any material on the footprints. So, was it a prank? Or was it the men in black? Or was it part of a big Yeti cover-up? What's happening there? I do wonder, though, like, if there are... Like, if Yetis are real... Yeah. And they are, like, there's low numbers... Yeah. If governments of the world knew about these creatures and really wanted to protect them, maybe they would cover it up. Yeah. That's... Yeah, I think so. Because if you think... If it was, like, deemed, actually, yes, these creatures exist... Yeah. You then would, you, people, people would, would want go to and go. Hunt them, yeah, people would, a people would go and hunt them. Twats. And B people would literally want to go and see them. So yeah. the increase in tourism wouldn't be able to be maintained, and it would have like a damaging effect on the ecosystem. Absolutely. Yeah. So I. Th- anyway, we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I have a theory. Well, I don't. The world has a theory on the Yeti. Okay. Okay. Have you ever heard of the Gigantopithecus? Yes. What is it? It is. A, it's an ancient ape ancestor. Yes. A giant ape. Yeah. Dave. It stood three meters tall and resided in China, Indian. Indian? (laughs) India, (laughs) Vietnam, and Thailand. They ate bamboo and other vegetation, making them herbivores. They are said to be the inspiration for King Kong and in the recent live animation, King Louie in the Jungle Book. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the live action Jungle Book. Yeah, because he's massive King Louie in the live action Jungle Book. He's enormous. Yeah. So could we be mistaking the Yeti for a a Gigantopithecus? No. <laughs> well, you said I know. at the beginning it's of this small. story, they're six foot tall. Yeah. Gigantopithecus was three meters tall. I am giving you all of the information and to I digest. I am making assessments. <laughs> Throwing it out. Could they have survived without anyone knowing? No. No. 
and be it's living not, merrily no, in the foothills no. of the mountains of the no, Himalayas. It's not Gigantopithecus. No, they couldn't. Denied. <laughs> so, let me tell you my funnest fact about the Yeti before we finish up. Okay. Ready? Are you ready? So ready. <laughs> David Attenborough. Oh, God. Agrees with me that the Yeti is real. Right. I quote from David Attenborough. I believe the abominable snowman could be real. I think there is something in that. There are footprints that stretch for hundreds of miles and we know that in 1930 a German fossil was found with huge molars that were four or five times the size of human molars. Wow. They had to be the molars of a large ape, one that was huge, about 10 or 12 feet tall. It was immense. This is David Attenborough saying this, right? Not me. And it's not impossible that it might exist. If you have walked the Himalayas, there are these immense rhododendron forests that go on for hundreds of square miles, which could hold the Yeti. Wow. Thank you, David Attenborough. I mean, I totally believe it now. David says so. Far Dave says so. He says so. Think anyone calls him Dave? I hope so. Yeah, I think I would. I'm going to. All right, Dave. Hiya, Dave. <laughs> so there we go. That's, That's it. amazing. There's the Yeti for you. Yeah, the Yeti and the Mothman. Two legends oh, in their own right. Yes. Fabulous. How well did you done enjoy you. that? I loved that. I thought it was amazing. Good. Absolutely. Um, I've got a few thank yous. Can I just sure. do my thank yous? Yeah. I'm trying to be better. Okay, yeah. I mean, okay. I need to do mine because I didn't do mine. Oh. Either. I want to thank LifeScience.com, India Times, National Geographic, and the Sherpa and the Snowman. And I would like to thank Cryptids, Fandom, Wikipedia, All That's Interesting, WCHSTV, UWM and NPR. Oh, yeah. That was great. That was awesome. What a great first episode back. Well done, us. No. Okay. Well, you haven't got anything in there, so I was going to high five you. (laughs) (laughs) So. Yes. That's it. We're done. Thank you for listening to Not For The Dinner Table. See you in another, like, five months' time. (laughs) If you enjoyed (laughs) this episode, then why not check out some of our other episodes, such as episode 69, Ghost Animals and the Flatwoods Monster. Mm. Episode 58, Golems and Harpies. Episode 43, My Best Friend is a Lizard Person, and I can confirm she is. <laughs> episode 28, Snally Cats. Oh, I put that one down. Episode 29, Mermaids, and Salkies, that one and down. Morgans. Oh my. Oh my. Episode 19. And I put that one down. Mythical Creature Surprise. And episode three, our first foray into cryptids. Well, you've said all the ones that I've written down quickly. And links to these <laughs> can be found in our show notes. If you'd like to help Not For The Dinner Table grow, then spread the word and tell a friend. And if you'd like to go one step further, then please leave us a review wherever you found the podcast. You can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, and you'll find all of those links in the show notes. And if you have a strange story, question or a topic that you would like us to cover, then email us on notforthedinnertable at gmail.com. 
The podcast is written and produced by me. And me. And co-produced by Temba Turner. Temba Turner. Who's she? I don't know. (laughs) Our logo is created by Kaylee, and you can see more of her work on Instagram at kcreatesdesign. An additional artwork produced by Jamtoon, and you can see more of his work at Jamtoon Illustrations on Instagram. (laughs) Instagram. (laughs) Our music was created by the wonderful Chris Scott, and remember... Everyone is welcome at our dinner table, except... Chinese hunters. Chinese hunters. Every time. No, thank you, ma'am, Pam. No, thank you. (laughs) That's it. Mm -mm. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for coming back next time. We're back now, promise. Yes. We've got it all planned. I know, planned out a whole year. Yeah. Well done. Pour me another Prosecco. All right. Bye. Goodbye.